Now, clearly, they hit puddles hard enough to send mud higher than the gladiator's roof. Oh, you mean they were having fun? Oh, God. I think that's the purpose of a Jeep. $60,000 vehicle and they were having fun? How dare they? You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. You know, I was just thinking of that with uh, with Josh and Tammy out. We're down to 50% tonight, uh, Wendy. We should charge people half price for this episode. <laughs> I was thinking we could double the price, though. So oh! We make up for the, the 50% the, we're missing. The quality is better. The number yeah, of people are fewer, <laughs> so the price goes up. I like that. That's right. Yeah, you know, no, we have to we have to we have to think differently. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, want a Jeep, or never do anything but Jeeps, this show's for you. Josh, Tammy, Wendy, and myself we're lying there, are here yeah. to inform and entertain you while we talk about where the hell's Josh? Where is Josh? What happened? <laughs> well howdy it's wendy and i'll be sharing our rock crawling in the snow adventure oh that sounds fun hey i'm tammy aka jeep mama from the jeep mama blog one of the top 15 jeep blogs on the world wide web coming up on jeep life my reflections from 2020 hi i'm tony and the last time i bought fuel was september 2020 Hmm. Sounds like a story there. Yeah, I'd recently had to uh, to buy, purchase some uh, some fuel, and I I track my uh, MPG as the kids say these days. And uh, I looked down there, and the last time I'd done a fill up was uh, September, and I was like, "Holy crap!" So you need to get out more, Tony. <laughs> oh, it's so nice being inside, though. <laughs> Local Jeep news, national Jeep news, and news from around the world. It's this week in Jeep. All right, it's a new year and an all-new Grand Cherokee Jeep SUV set for January 7th debut, and uh, that was yesterday. So, yeah. hey, hey, wait a minute, isn't <laughs> is it that when we record the show? Well, it, it cer- is. It certainly was. Uh, <laughs> trying to trying to keep the timeline right. It's actually it's actually January 7th. It's actually Thursday right now as we're recording this. Uh, the reveal of the all-new 2020, uh, 2022 Jeep Grand Cherokee. Why do they do that, Wendy? Why do they I put it know. out? It's not 2022. It just turned 2021. Why do they I always know. do that with the vehicles? You know, I have a 1998, oh. and and I think, and I'm thinking I got it in 97. I mean, that's the only thing I can figure. But, yeah, uh, I think that's about right. It's been so damn long ago, I don't remember when it was. <laughs> <laughs> If there was ever a question, if the Jeep is aware that we exist, I think this may answer it. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. It's not like we're struggling as we generate an audience, let alone live uh, one every week. And what does FCA do? They decide to do a large-scale vehicle launch at the same time as the Jeep talk show. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> if I had gotten a special uh, message from them uh, to, to, to do the announcement, that would have been great. That would have been awesome. Uh, okay, so for some of you in different parts of the world, it may not uh, be an overlap, uh, the show recording and this announcement, but for some of us, we're missing out on a big deal. Mm-hmm. Design-wise, everyone expects something uh, in the uh, vein of the Grand Wagoneer, and they're most likely right. That's where the Grand Cherokee's biggest problem might lie, as not everyone is on board with the way the top-priced Jeep model looks like. Oh, 
If you're one of those, you need to make peace with this new design direction because the die has been cast and the point of no return is way behind us. If Jeep wants to silence the critics, all it needs to do is show the Trackhawk version and we're sure it will look amazing. It's, it's funny, when things go fast, you have a tendency to go, well, you know, it kind of looks good. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's all right. It's not so bad. It's all you right. Know? If it's a blur, it's not so well, bad. <laughs> and if you, squint, if you squint your eyes enough, you can change the vision of anything, I suppose. <laughs> you know, it reminds me when <laughs> when Sean Holman was on and they were talking about the uh, the... the we were talking about the new Cherokee and uh, how they had uh, Jeep had reached out to him to get his opinion on it, and he's like, "Hell no!" So Hell no. I, I felt I felt vindicated in my uh, my feeling about the the, the new Cherokee. And uh, yeah, you know, the Grand Cherokee has often had a a nice look to it. Not certainly not an off road look to it, uh, but it's it's had uh, nice lines and nice styling. Uh, I hope they maintain that uh, and a bit of boxy, not as boxy as the Cherokee or certainly not as boxy as the Wrangler. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what this looks like uh, when it comes out. So hopefully, given how close we are to start a production, the event will reveal all there is to know about the new SUV from appearance to features, trim levels, powertrain, and of course, prices. So stay tuned. Oh, yes, because it's going to be interesting. I'm sure people are going to have comments, and hopefully they'll call in and tell us you know, oh, what yeah, they think when they see it. That'd be awesome. Love hearing from our audience. Yeah. Well, listen, I've got a story. Can a dealer void your Jeep warranty for driving through the mud? Bastards. Uh, exactly. Well, thanks to Paul V., who submitted the story for the show. He sent us a link to a guy who appears to discuss legal matters on a YouTube channel, a popular one that with over 150,000 subscribers Steve Leto, he was discussing a post originally from JeepGladiatorForum.com, and in late December of last year, where forum user Gladiatrix, love that name, that's kind of cool, I wonder what that is, bought a 2020 Gladiator. Alter alter egos there. Yeah, something like that. Uh, Bought a 2020 Gladiator Rubicon in July, and within days took it out for a little test run in the great outdoors. Well, as one should after buying a new Jeep. During said test, they plowed through some mud a bunch of times, inadvertently, inadvertently, splashing moist earth up onto oh, the alternator. No. Imagine that. <laughs> Allegedly causing its failure. Now, Gladiatrix took the truck to the nearest dealer, Russell Westbrook Jeep in Van Nuys, California. That probably go. says That's it all the right problem. there. <laughs> I'm just going to say because I know that area. Where a technician quoted at least $3,000 in repairs. God bless him. <laughs> now, seems a bit high for just an alternator swap, right? But they were looking at not only replacing the alternator, but allegedly doing other repairs to the battery and even the radiator and possibly more, all outside of the warranty. Rather than just taking the word of one stealership, Gladiatrix did the smart thing and sought a second opinion from the dealer where they actually purchased the truck from. This dealer was a little more friendly. They wanted to charge a deductible on the alternator, but deemed the other maintenance to be unnecessary. Yeah. Hmm. So what was that first dealership doing then? Unfortunately, this wasn't the end of the trips to the dealerships. As, as just three months later, electrical gremlins surfaced. The Gladiator's electronics started going completely haywire. First to fail was the center brake light. Okay, not a big deal, right? Just a blown bulb or a faulty LED, maybe a blown fuse at the worst. But then there were problems with the engine's stop-start system. Oh, this could God. be a problem, Tony. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it's a problem that it's on there. 
Yeah, sometimes on, sometimes off, never reliable, and a potential danger. The worst of it all, though, came when the rear axle started engaging the locker on its own. Oh, my God. <laughs> Talk about gremlins. This is some badass Which, mud. <laughs> this is like, what, what kind of, what did they do? Which is sometimes did on, on ramps or even the highway itself. Not good. Now, Gladiatrix returned to the dealer they bought the truck from in November and was informed they needed an entirely new rear axle. Plus two new batteries. <laughs> oh, 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 my God. Okay. This is like a lemon law situation, right? They, they, they think they need it's a turning. It's the mud. I, I'm wondering if they plowed through a uh, one of those uh, marijuana fields or something and the, 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 the Jeep just couldn't handle all that uh, THC. <laughs> well, here's the problem. In California, there is no mud. So, I'm not really sure where they went to oh, find mud. We yeah. don't have that kind of stuff, right? All right, well, the icing on the cake was that all of this could not be replaced under warranty due to a restriction placed on the warranty suspected to have come from the dealer that quoted $3,000 in July. When called, said dealer denied having the power to enact such a restriction, though FCA allegedly told, later told Gladiatrix this dealer did, in fact, apply the restriction. What's worse is that they were also told that the restriction will not be lifted because they were accused of having submerged their jeep in the mud okay i'm sorry tell me where in california you can, first off you can't submerge your jeep in california i don't know what they're talking about and secondly mud come on give me a break okay gladiatrix recalls their mud bath occurring in quote less than a foot of the stuff i would have to agree they've got the pics to prove it too Ooh, i like when they have pictures oh yeah we'll be we'll be displaying one of the said pictures in the show notes of the episode at jeeptalkshow.com now, clearly, they hit puddles hard enough to send mud higher than the gladiator's roof. Oh, you mean they were having picture. fun? Oh, God. Well, I think that's the purpose of a Jeep. $60,000 vehicle, and they were having fun? How dare they? How dare they? And surely, they put it into places mud was never meant to go. But that sounds more like uh -oh. a design problem than an end-user problem. Heck, even Josh's Jeep, made 20-some-odd years ago, came with a giant protective splash guard under the engine. Do newer Jeeps not have this super simple level of protection too? Hell, he doesn't even like mud that much, even if I, he wasn't able to splash, though a little bit of every time now and again. And aren't mud terrain tires meant for and designed to perform better in mud? Whether or not one foot was the extent of their mud play, as they claim, their Jeep's failing electronics clearly show mud went places it wasn't meant to go. Uh, rugged, rugged as that may be, Jeep gladiators aren't invisible. Sorry, invincible. Well, maybe they're not. Maybe they're invincible too. I don't know. Uh, and according to one lawsuit, the model may have sway bar disconnect modules prone to early failure from exposure to water or hypothetically mud too. Wow, this is like a bad story. It, it really this is. This is not Jeepy. No, there must be something wrong completely. Sway bar disconnects aren't among Gladiatrix problems. But it's no stretch to imagine what can kill an alternator can short circuit other wait, parts of wait a gladiator minute. Too. You're telling me something didn't wasn't damaged by the mud. There was actually one subsystem that still functions completely after going through mud. Oh it, my gosh, that's that's it. A, almost that's great sounds to hear. like 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 garbly goop. You know, let's just fill a lot of words and let's see what sticks. Jeez. And we don't have to look too far in the rear view mirror to see the thousands of reports of issues with the JK line of Wranglers with the electronic sway bar disconnect they have. Yeah. Whatever the case, this is shaping up to be an ugly battle between consumer, corporation, and dealer, none of whom want to eat the cost of servicing a troublesome gladiator. And let me point out one other little tidbit of info that is going to put all this 
into crystal clear perspective. We haven't heard the whole story from any of the parties involved, including FCA or Jeep. As I'm writing the story, I'm also drafting an email to FCA asking for clarification of their warranty as it pertains to the vehicle being driven through the mud. <laughs> Something I think any of us could argue is one of the main reasons we equip our rigs the way we do. Now, whether we are into mud pies or not, there isn't a Jeeper out there who wouldn't take the opportunity to do a couple of cookies in a mud field. When or if Josh ever hears back from FCA on this topic, rest assured, you'll be kept up to date on this topic as things progress. So, wow. Wendy, you uh, you actually commented before we started the recording of this episode, um, you were looking at the uh, the video footage that I put up uh, on the uh, Jeep Talk Show Facebook site, the, yes. the Facebook page. And it yeah. was it was me uh, plowing through uh, a foot of water, maybe okay. a little higher. Yeah, it, and uh, it you was, were you were surprised that we are in, uh, that I'm in, a, in an area where that actually happens. And I told you mm-hmm. in the Houston area that's not an uncommon uh, thing. I mean, two or three times a year. I mean, sometimes we go uh, a year and, and you don't see it, but once. Uh, but uh, that area kind of floods anyway, so that's uh, okay. I wouldn't say that the, the whole area was was horrible. But anyway. Um, I would, uh, you know, I, I don't worry about doing that stuff. I mean, I only worry about, uh, uh, you know, how they say, uh, turn around, don't drown. There's always something right. that can be, there always could be a hole there. Maybe there's a, a water main that broke and uh, scoured the, the road surface out of there. So I could actually sure. drop off in there. Uh, seeing uh, cars stuck in the water and staying close to them is usually a pretty good uh, way of keeping that from happening. But anyway, um, I, I can't imagine uh, being told that I can't go into mud. If I was in a flooding situation on a, a Houston yeah. highway and I needed to crawl up the side of a, an embankment to get out of the out of the mud, I mean, sorry, out of the water, and in it will be muddy. Because yeah, I'll need be to muddy. crawl up into onto the embankment and maybe you know save my life or or, or save the jeep uh, and my life. I don't know if I'd want to get a gladiator, knowing that uh, I may not be able to use it ever again. I mean, it would be great that it saved my life, but one trip through the mud would be cause for all this damage. I it doesn't well, it doesn't it, really make sense. It doesn't make sense, and it also is odd to me that that dealership, or as Josh called it, dealership actually was able to make a comment or change the warranty sort of details that going forward the warranties are voided so it it's kind of also a little bit odd as to why would this person or that dealership have that kind of power and number two isn't that what the vehicles are for aren't we supposed to be able to go off-road i mean if jeep's going to change the whole warranty thing then what's the point I mean, it's kind of a weird situation. I, I, I don't know. I can understand why uh, Jeep would not want us to go off-road, especially dealerships are the ones that have to deal with the aftermath uh, of a, a new a new Jeep being taken off-road and the damage that may occur. So, um, and especially these days, because I'm sure they're struggling, although well, they're in California, so they're, it's a very, probably very much a struggling business. Mm-hmm. And um, those they, there's no telling how much of that uh, that cost they would have to eat. Um, through their agreement with uh, FCA, uh, but uh, I, I just wonder, I wonder if they have something in place like that to keep people from, uh, you know, how people will will doctor shop so they can get um, uh, the prescription yeah. over and over again. I kind of yeah. wonder if there's something like that with warranty work, and that that's why they allow the dealerships to actually flag a a vehicle uh, in warranty work because they 
I don't I don't know how you could make a profit at that, but I guess maybe if you were getting new parts put on the vehicle, but you had uh, the old parts, which I think you can request, maybe you could keep doing the same thing over and over again. That would be it'd be a hard way to make a living. So I'm not sure that's the way to go. But that's yeah, the only thing that comes right. to mind. That's the only thing yeah. that comes to mind that they why they would be able to flag things like that. Well, it'll be interesting if FCA responds to Josh and gives some idea of what that warranty is, and uh, you know, we'll let everybody know. So. Well, if you've got a news tip or you have a response to any one of our stories, make sure to let us know by phone or by email. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. You know, we got something for everyone at the 4x4radionetwork.com. The On the Trail podcast, Trail Chasers, the Center Steer podcast, the 4x4 podcast. Lots of great off-road shows, and it's all for free. And it's all at 4x4radionetwork.com. We'll see you there. What? Where's the noob? Noob! 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 Hey, newbie! Noobie! Noob Nugget. It's time for Noobie Nuggets. Well, it's winter, and that means all kinds of possible inclement weather. And depending on where you are, it could be rain, fog, ice, or snow. Now, have you driven in the snow? I have, and it's really amazing how well our Jeeps do in the snow. Tony, someday you need to come out and drive in the snow. I'm telling you, it's a lot of fun. (laughs) Now, I really love how clear and quiet the air is right after a good snow. Just you, your Jeep, and nature. It's so peaceful. Well, last week, right after Christmas, a snowstorm came through Big Bear and surrounding areas in Southern California. Now, we were expecting three to four inches, which is nothing, But we ended up with about 18 inches and up to two feet in some areas, which is a lot. And this time of year, it doesn't melt very quickly. Now, our friends Chad and Victi, longtime Jeep So talk listeners, and Tony, they're not rat bastards anymore, woohoo, wanted to come up to run Gold Mountain, a Black Diamond Trail. Now, we scheduled the run long before we were aware of any storm. They are relatively new to off-roading, but wanted to give Gold Mountain a try. Even though the unexpected storm dumped almost two feet of snow, we decided to do the run anyway. Now, I have driven in snow before. Bill took me out early on to learn how to drive the Jeep in the snow. It's not that bad on fire roads and paved roads, and you do have to be careful when stopping and giving yourself plenty of room. Well, I have never rock crawled in the snow. <laughs> now, add a couple of feet of snow. And that doesn't holy sound, cow, that doesn't sound doesn't. good. <laughs> and, and holy cow, you can't see your line. Now, I know this trail, I know the lines, I've spotted numerous people through, and I've driven this trail, but I could not see the right line. The snow changes everything. I was shocked at how much it changed the trail. What also changed was that the Jeep performs completely differently, rock crawling in the snow versus a normal day. Now, you get them lined up, you send them through, and bam, they slide off the rocks, and there's no traction to grab onto. And some of these obstacles, you need your tires to grab in order to get through. Now, did I mention that Chad and Vicky have no lockers? No problem, <laughs> we thought. We can always strap or winch if needed. Now, we drove the trail and got through the first obstacle without too much of an issue. <clears throat> After all, it's in the sun. There was some melting snow and lots of hidden holes that snow was covering, but we both got up without too much of a problem. The next obstacle posed a very interesting challenge. Now, this part of the trail is mostly shaded and had more snow than the first obstacle. Tony, I don't know if you remember that second obstacle, but it kind of had the rock formation. You had to hit that line just about right. Now, I I lined Bill up and sent him on his way, 
but the Jeep couldn't grab in the right spot and Bill couldn't get it up. Okay, never mind, Tony. Just let it go. <laughs> it happens <laughs> or, to all of us. It happens. Yeah, not 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 to him though. Uh, Bill Bill tried a line <laughs> to the right side and got the same result. Now, after several more attempts, we decided to winch him up. Now, I loved how my training and experience just kicked right in. I got him all set up using a perfectly positioned boulder, and guess what? The boulder moved, and the Jeep didn't. Now, I did not expect that big boulder to move. So I found a solid tree further up the trail, used a tree saver, and got him pulled up. Now, when it was time for Chad to come through, the same thing happened. He couldn't get up. We pulled his winch line, and, and wouldn't you know it? I think it was the it? cold. It's, a, it's a, a scared turtle syndrome, I think is what, you, what they call it. I don't know. I've never <laughs> seen stuff so icy in my life. It was crazy. Um, so we went ahead and pulled his winch line, and wouldn't you know it, with a brand new winch, only used once, Bill discovered <laughs> the line had come off the spool, and they couldn't get it reconnected. So once again, I let my experience kick in, and I set up a snatch block system with the same tree, turned our Jeep around, and we pulled him up and through. Now, I've mentioned before how slippery and slick the sand is on this obstacle. You can easily slip and fall any day of the year. Well, now it's covered in slippery snow with no traction, and it's a steep ledge. Using our Jeep parked further up the hill with the snatch block was the perfect use of our equipment. Well, we continued to make our way through this trail, including the rock garden. Now, typically, the noise the rock garden makes as you drive over it is it was absent due to the snow covering the rocks and filling all the crevices. I missed that eerie sound, yeah. but it was, yeah, it was strange, really, because I expected that eerie sound to come. It was replaced with a softer, quieter ride. Now, there were a few other sections that were difficult to get up, but we made it, and Chad and Vicky got some very good experience in wheeling in the snow-covered rocks that they really earned their Jeep badge of honor, which I'm sure they will display proudly on their Jeep. Now, I also learned some very important things on this trip. Well, never go out alone. You know, I say that all the time, which we wouldn't do. Be prepared for equipment failures. You may need to improvise to get yourself out of a situation. Make sure when jeeping in the snow, you dress in layers and take extra gloves and socks. You will get wet. It's going to get warm. You're going to want to peel. And try to be the first person out on snow-covered rocks. The more people that travel the trail before you, the more packed down the snow is, and it becomes very yeah, icy. Yeah, that makes sense. And we could see tire tracks. There was probably one or two vehicles that had gone through before us. Um, the snowstorm was on Monday, and we were out on a Wednesday. So there was maybe one or two people that had actually gone through it. So it was too bad we weren't first. I think it might have been a little different. But we had some great fun running with Chad and Vicky, making new friends while Jeeping, and loving what you're doing is all part of the Jeep life. Right, Tammy? <laughs> can't wait Can't wait to wheel with them again, show them some other trails, and see what kind of obstacles we can overcome. And I'm kind of sad that that Josh isn't on the show tonight because I'd love to hear his experience of rock calling in the snow. Tony, it was so different than anything else I've done. I mean, it was just, it was, I'm sure my face had this expression of, well, what do you mean I can't get him up over this obstacle? I've been able to get anybody up and over an obstacle, and it was just completely different. So. Everything you knew was out the window because the environment, out the, window. Uh, the environment yeah. was completely different. You know, but yeah. it's it's great that you were out there doing it because it's. I think it's exciting whenever something uh, things go wrong. As long as you have a plan and you're able to get through it, it, it makes it interesting, and also too. Uh, it gives you an, an opportunity to learn, and that's one of the things that's great about this. You never know when you're going to need these skills in an emergency situation, or maybe you just have a craving for ice cream and you need to go in the snow and go get it. You know, <laughs> Let's so go, yeah. yeah, 
you never know what you'll be using the information for. But uh, so uh, I think it's great. It sounds like it was great fun. I would, uh, and you know, I, I, I'm thinking to myself, a fat boy could enjoy some snow wheeling because <laughs> I'm I'm not going to say I wouldn't sweat. I'm just going to say I wouldn't sweat as much. <laughs> well, and you know what's cool because you've been on this trail. So once you get to certain peaks and areas, you can stop and take a look. Well, with the snow in the entire valley and the oh, lake is not frozen, uh, it's actually still, you know, blue. Yeah. Uh, it's just stunning. I, I mean, the, the air is clear. You know, it's quiet. There wasn't hardly anybody else on the trails. It was just really a nice time. And I think that Chad and Vicki, although they probably were thinking, what have we taken on? You know, when the mm-hmm. first obstacle going, oh, my gosh. But, you know, we've wheeled with them before. Um, they're really great people. They listen. They they follow direction. They were eager to jump in and help. When, and and Vicky, man, she got a full lesson in how to actually winch because I was teaching her as I was doing my, my whole thing. So that's, that's a great thing to know. A winch can save your life. Uh, you, can get, can? you can get injured by a winch, but a winch yes. can actually save your life or, or that of somebody else's. So when the, the, uh, the line was unattached from the drum of the, the winch, uh-huh. I'm not going to make a big deal out of this. I'm just asking. Was it synthetic or was it cable? <laughs> it was synthetic. <laughs> yeah, I kind of got the feeling it was. I didn't want to interrupt yeah. you on the on the way through. No, did that have right. some Did that have something to do with it not being connected? We're not sure. Um, it was hard because the way that it was put, it, the way it's attached to the bumper, without taking things apart, Bill couldn't really get in to see. You know, he's pretty handy. He could have fixed it. Chad yeah. could have done the same thing. They're they're both talented. Um, guys when it comes to working on jeeps um, i think it was just timing there was another uh, two people behind us that wanted to get through we, you know we didn't take the time to fix it right there right. so we just kind of improvised like i said the snatch block was perfect it worked out great um you know it would have been nice to be able to use their own winch so they could learn and um but you know y- you do what you can and that's what we do and why we don't go out alone is so that you can have somebody to help you whether it's for laughter and mm-hmm. oh my gosh this did not just happen or it's, hey, I can learn something or I picked up something. So hopefully they learned a few tips and tricks. And and uh, like I said, we'll be with them again. So it was a lot of fun. Now, I haven't purchased a lot of winches, but uh, I mean, uh, the uh, the super winch uh, the from, uh, oh, I can't remember. Uh, yeah, well, super winch, that's right. Super winch, I've got a Warn. Uh, we've got a XLR8, uh, I think is what it is, uh, a Smitty built or something, an inexpensive one. So, uh, none of those, now I haven't, uh, spooled the line out all the way on any of them except for the super winch. Uh, Mm -hmm. but, uh, and they're all cable, of course. Uh, but you know, based on my past experience of our past discussion about uh, synthetic, uh, and, uh, but I, I wonder if there's some winches that you have to, that you actually have to, you know, unspool and reconnect that. Was it a brand new winch or was it just new to them? I'm wondering if maybe it was, it was re-spooled or something. It might be. I'm not sure. I know it was a new winch. I'm pretty sure they've only used it once. And it could be something as simple as, you know, they were not as experienced and maybe they pulled it out all the way. Maybe they, uh, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And I'm not blaming them. It just sometimes this things can happen. Maybe it was just a factory defect and... There's a problem. So, oh, could have been uh, a Monday th- or a Friday winch, I guess. <laughs> yeah, do, do you remember right, the brand right. of the of the winch that they were using? It's yeah, it was a Warren. I, I wasn't really. Yeah. So. Holy crap! No, I, I would not have expected that. Yeah. Um. So I was I was hoping you were going to say the name brand. I go, oh well, there you go. That makes yeah, sense. I, 
Yeah, I had it originally in the notes. I'm like, I don't need to bring that up, but we're talking about it. It's not a big deal. Oh, but you know, again, it's probably not the actual. Who knows what the circumstance is? It's yeah, no, it could have been a used winch. Maybe the uh, the winch was new. Maybe they uh, maybe they had just taken off off the cable and put uh, the synthetic on there, and they exactly. just didn't get attached right. So there's a, right. a number of things. But anyway, I like to. I mean, if you were listening to this show and you heard there was a problem with the winch, you'd like to know the name. You know, <laughs> so yeah, no, we don't pull no yeah. punches here. So, and I'm sure uh, Warren does very good quality, uh, absolutely good quality products. I'm sure it was fine. It's, I'm sure it's an anomaly, but certainly something to watch out for. And, and you know, it's not a bad idea before you go out on a ride, or probably many months before you go out on a ride, to pull that cable out. And you need to, and I know at least on the, the steel cable, you're supposed to uh, uh, stretch it and, you know, pull basically drag the Jeep as it spools back onto the drum. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't think you have to do anything like that with synthetic, but it's never a bad idea just to go ahead and, and verify your equipment before you before you go out. Well, and speaking of that, too, I know from experience, once you're done with pulling and you get yourself out of a situation, for us, we have to pull that line all the way out and then re-spool it back on evenly because yes. your Jeep is never in a perfect position. And surprisingly, the line doesn't automatically rotate left to right, left to right to put it back in properly. So those of you that are winching and you're getting yourself out of a situation, you got to get off the side of the road, whatever you need to do, and then pull that line completely out all the way to the point where you were, and then, you know, you spool it back in properly. So that way it's ready to go for the next time. So anyway, a little bit of a tip there. So sounds like a, it sounds like we should have had video for this. It just sounds gorgeous. Uh, that would have been fun. Yeah. And I do have pictures for you because we took some pictures. I just forgot to put them in the show notes. So no, I'll no get problem. them up. Well, we don't, the, the, the stuff doesn't go up on the site immediately anyway, so that'll be fine. We'll have it there. And, okay. uh, you guys check out, uh, jeeptalkshow.com and, uh, you know, get caught up. Yep. Well, if you have a topic or suggestion for newbie nuggets, I'd love to hear from you. For more info, check out my YouTube channel at jeep4-1-1 with more tips, tricks, and techniques. Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? I love the show. I've listened to you guys free for, I don't know, years now, and I figure I'd time to give back. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. It'll just uh, help help the show out, and, and then in the end, it'll be Jeep Talk Show in my ear holes, you know? Just go to jeeptalkshow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. It'd be nice to give back to uh, so that you guys can continue on, because if they love the show, then why shouldn't you, why shouldn't you give back just a little bit you know any i just realized uh, in that promo it says to go to jeeptalkshow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button well you won't find one uh-oh <laughs> did ch- you move it we changed it uh we uh uh don't you remember you, you guys were bitching about the uh in, in uh hangouts that uh, oh yes that uh, it, it's been moved it's actually jeeptalkshow.com slash contacts where we tell everybody to go because uh, we keep it simple uh, so people remember it. Uh, it was actually moved there. So uh, it, it, people are finding it because we're getting subscribers, and I, I just really oh, want to no. thank you very much for that. And I want to, and I want to uh, make sure that you uh, understand that if you subscribe and you're no longer a rat bastard, technically, you can still call yourself a rat bastard. That seems to be a very popular <laughs> thing. So you know you're the customer, you're in the <laughs> you're in the seat. Uh, so if you want to continue to be a rat bastard, you can you can be. And by the way, we've got some stickers, uh, rat bastard stickers as well. Uh, just go over to JeepTalkShow.com 
and look at the ways to contact us. You'll need to send us a self-addressed stamped envelope to get a Jeep Talk Show sticker and a Rat Bastard sticker. Uh, but uh, just go over there, send, uh, send a message uh, to us, and uh, we'll give you the address where to send that uh, self-addressed stamped envelope. And then you can have a Jeep Talk Show and Rat Bastard sticker. If you don't want a Rat Bastard sticker, no problem. Uh, if you do, put a little note in there right inside the envelope or something. Uh, Rat Bastard me or something like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for, uh, uh, we've had so many subscribers and uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, listen for in the future for more ways uh, and more items to get uh, if you are a uh, $39.95 subscriber because we're giving away uh, uh, stuff with uh, subscriptions. Cool. Can't wait. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And I've got a, a tip for you guys if you're going out wheeling and... Uh, your significant other doesn't really like to wheel, so you leave them home. Jot down on a piece of paper where, you, where you're going, who you're going to be with, and their phone numbers. And I always print out a map and circle the area. So this way, if something happens and you don't make it back, they know where to start looking. And I also set up a time to check in, say if I'll be off the mountain at 3 so I should be in civilization by four, so I'll shoot you a message no later than five. But let me tell you, whatever you're doing, you got to stop and send that message at five. Because believe me, at 501, your phone will ring. And it's best at that point to just turn around and go back up the mountain. <laughs> well, that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling to tell you guys about here in North Carolina, there was a kidnapping in school. Uh -oh. Yeah, it's okay. He woke up. <laughs> All right, that boys and bad. girls, I'll chat you later, and you have a good one. Bye. What is it about sleeping in class that uh, generates so much saliva production? I don't know I why. Don't. It, <laughs> you wake up and you and you know you think that okay, nobody probably noticed <laughs> that right, I was wrong. sleeping, and now with this. <laughs> This desk full of dripping saliva off of your table. Now, you know, I'm just going to wipe this out of my face and go on with my life. <laughs> oh, geez. You know, I, I don't You know, when, uh, Wendy, you know, uh, Nikki G works at an airport. So what he's talking about is filing a flight plan is exactly right. what he's talking about. Yeah, it makes sense, though. We've talked about this before, where you need to tell people where you're going to be and when you're going to be back. It's such a great reminder. It's, it's a great idea. And you think mm -hmm. just because uh, you're just going down the road or whatever, it's, it's, you know, it won't be a problem. So I'm just going to not do it. And uh, then things happen and you wish you had. So uh, I, I, will, I will say this, though, that uh, if you leave a note about where you're going, you're doubling your chance of uh, having the spouse say, while you're out, can you pick up a gallon of milk? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like while you're in there, but while you're out, can you also do this? Oh, now, man. see, isn't that a better picture, Josh? I mean, this is great podcasting. It is a better picture, when you, yes. When you start talking about you know pictures and things, it's, that's great podcasting. <laughs> People are going, I can't see it, damn it. They can't see it. It's I can't see fair. it. Stop talking. Stop, stop doing that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey, Josh, this is Matt. Over here at the House of Gong, want to let you know that your 12 inch is back ordered. But what? if you know your way around Gong, <laughs> I will go ahead and up your order to a 15 inch. 
and get it right out to you with no extra cost. I know you're going to love it. Yes! Powder-coated black for free. Once you see the way this deluxe model swings once you smack it, <gasps> you'll never go back. Now, I know being a famous guy, you can get any kind of gong you want, but I'm proud <laughs> that you chose ours. So, thanks a lot. Be seeing you. That is hilarious. Are you living the Jeep life? From mall crawlers to weekend warriors, from daily drivers to weekend wheelers, it's all about the Jeep life, and it's all good. It's time for Jeep Life with Jeep Mama. Happy New Year, Tony, Josh, Wendy, Zoomers, and all you Jeep Talk Show listeners. I wanted to share a couple of reflections of my life from 2020. I know it was a pretty crappy year for a lot of people. I only pray 2021 will get better. So my reflections from 2020 by me. My adventure partner and best friend Neil taught me some great life lessons this past year. Patience, flexibility, and to see the positive in life. I know 2020 was a bad year for lots of people, myself included. I experienced some really low times. But as I look back, I'm going to remember the good times and the great accomplishments. I wheeled the Rubicon Trail with my two sons. I attended my first ever Easter Jeep Safari. Even though it was canceled, we still wheeled many trails. Neil and I rescued and rebuilt many Jeeps. We overlanded the Mojave Desert with some amazing Jeep friends. We wheeled some of the toughest trails in the country in Kingman, Arizona with a great Jeep group. This past year, I have added so many great Jeep and off-roading friends to my life. And at the same time, I figured out who all those toxic friends were in my life and let them go. I spent some amazing healing moments with my niece on the Gulf Coast of Texas. My relationship with my two sons has grown beyond what I could have ever imagined. I shot my first ever handgun and have to say I have a pretty good aim. I have gained grit, fortitude, and so much confidence. Take a moment and find the positive for yourself from this past year. Now, some Jeep life with Jeep Mama. Lately, it seems I have been seeing a lot of folks new to the Jeep world, getting Wranglers for the very first time. And of course, all those typical newbie questions are asked. What mod should I do? What should I name my Jeep? Where can I go off-road? I remember getting my first Jeep. I had no idea what I was getting into. I didn't know where to start. I remember asking some of those same questions. I believe the most important thing you need is to have patience when you're a new Jeep owner. Take your time and don't rush into anything. Get to know your Jeep, get to know your Jeep style, and get to know how you want to use your Jeep. So here are my top five things to do when you get your new Jeep Wrangler, or any Jeep for that matter. First, like I said, get to know what your Jeep is capable of before you start making serious modifications to your Jeep. I mentioned this a couple of episodes ago as well, as did Wendy, Josh, and Tony. Take your Jeep out for many, many different kinds of rides on different kinds of terrains. That is, if you plan on taking it off-road. If you don't plan on taking it off-road like I did at first, don't be surprised when one day that off-road bug hits you. Second, floor mats. These are a must, especially if you have carpet. You will want those rubberized floor mats. I like the ones with the high perimeter walls to keep all that yuck contained. These kind of floor mats, or some call floor liners, are great for those snowy winter months when you track that snowy, salty, muddy mush into your Jeep. These are also a great idea for those non-carpeted Jeeps, too. You don't want that salt on the floor of your Jeep because it can start eating away at the inside of your Jeep as well as the outside. Third, you're going to want to pick your accessory color because soon after you buy your Jeep... You're going to see all the other Jeeps out there, and you're going to want to make your Jeep your own reflection of your personality. 
The amount of Jeep accessories you can buy are so vast. And don't worry, if they don't come in the color you pick, you can always use a spray paint can. Decals, a must-do to your Jeep. Especially the hand wave in your accessory color looks awesome. Plus, you can add the name of your Jeep on the side of your hood. That is, if you are into naming your Jeep. By the way, some Jeepers say you don't name your Jeep. Others will do that for you. You can also add that windshield decal, too. Decals and stickers seem to be a Jeep thing for most. Some folks don't like to put decals on the outside of their Jeeps, like Willy Wagon. But he sure does like stickers. He actually puts them under the hood of his Jeep. I thought this was a pretty cool idea. And finally, recovery points. These are so important on any Jeep. Even if you don't go off-road, you never know when your Jeep is going to be needed to pull out another vehicle. One time, one of the moms in my old neighborhood was backing out of her driveway in the snow and slipped into the ditch. A little tug by my Jeep made it easy for her to get out. You will especially need good, solid recovery points if you plan on doing any off-roading. One of my first serious mods was my front bumper. I read and was told by many people how important recovery points are for the first modification you make to your Jeep. If I remember correctly, Tony has shared this on numerous times as well. Next week on Jeep Life with Jeep Mama, what is SOA? And how do I know what it is? Mm, That's a good question. Be yeah. fun to hear her answer. Yeah, I uh, I wish Tammy was here. I'd like to ask how she hooked up to the the person that slid off in the ditch because you know that can be very important. It can be very important to your your toe strap because uh, you can damage it, and also too the the more important thing is you can damage a vehicle. Like if it's a car uh, and there's no toe points on the car, uh, and you're 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 hooking up, and it may not require much of a tug to to get it out of the ditch, but say it does require more of a tug it could be very ugly uh you could do some real damage to a vehicle whenever you're uh recovering them so well and you've seen all over youtube all the videos of people trying to recover other people like that and the whole front end comes off oh, or yeah. the bumper comes off or pieces come flying and, and the vehicle's not moved yeah this, so, this this isn't like a vehicle made in the 50s and it's all metal that's you know yeah half inch uh, door and <laughs> door thick right where you can even shoot through it this is yeah this is plastic that in many cases the bumpers aren't even attached other than little tabs tab a into slot b and uh, it takes the right little uh, little knock knock to it and the whole bumper falls off and breaks in the process <laughs> It's it's amazing. It, it really is nice engineering. But now, did you see that video that was uh, that was on the the I think Facebook that's where I saw it, uh, where this uh, this tire comes off of a vehicle, a tire and wheel comes off a vehicle, and uh, there's a a car sitting at the gas station getting gas. Yeah. And the tire comes around and does a like almost like a 360, and it this the guy's watching it, and uh, yeah. instead of getting out there to knock knock the tire out of the way, he just watches it, and it just goes right over there and hits the, the side of the bumper in the rear of the vehicle, and it just, just comes off. It reminds me of those little cars you, that uh, they had when I was a kid where you would uh, roll it into a wall, and it would it would explode. It would, all the parts would come, a piece, uh, just come apart. Just fall apart. Yeah, so <laughs> that's what we're driving these days. Well, not what I'm driving, but there's a lot of cars out there like that. Well, how does Tammy's Jeep life compare with yours? We're always looking for Jeep stories, so contact us and let us know what your Jeep life is like. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how. You must have needed this every day. I need it! 
It's the Jeep Talk Show's must-have stuff. Pick of the week for your Jeep. So let's talk about the Bog Out Recovery Kit. Uh, turn your wheels into a winch. Uh, Wendy, Ooh. have you seen something like this before? No, but I'm very curious to hear about this. So you can get your vehicle out the easy way. This innovative uh, vehicle recovery kit turns your wheels into winches. Bog Out works in both forward and reverse, offering independent safe and reliable 4x4 off-road recovery kit. And you know, I'm thinking that is if you're if it's a rear well, I guess it doesn't matter if it's a front drive or a real wheel drive car, you could still yeah. use this. You would just be limited on the direction that you could go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 4x4 of course means that you can uh, go front forward or reverse depending on what what wheel you're connected to. Tested to three tons, even doubles as a tow rope. Bog Out is a brake strain tested to three tons for any off-road recovery situation. Cheaper and more powerful than a winch. More versatile than a snatch strap or a recovery strap. Safe Hmm. and simple to use. Either attached through your tire uh, or around your wheel, this rope ladder is designed to harness your wheel as your own engine provides the power. So this is a great little thing. It's lightweight and compact, which is very important in a Jeep because we generally don't have a lot of room in there. Right. The bog out vehicle recovery kit fits under your seat or anywhere handy, offering peace of mind the next time you go off road. Wendy, I don't think you can have too many recovery devices because you never know when something's going to fail. You never know the situation you're going to be in. So I I like stuff like this. Uh, now, Now, this is a hundred and ninety eight dollars but i think that's because of the, the the strength of the thing and also too they probably think they can get it uh and uh, but it, <laughs> at amazon it's 198 dollars with free shipping so i think i'm not sure if that's free shipping for everyone certainly if you have prime it's, it's it probably is but we'll, well have i'm looking at the picture and i'm trying to figure out is there going to be a tire size limit or limitations so that you, you know, if you've got smaller tires, is this going to work? If you got bigger tires, is this going to work? It's kind of interesting, the picture. It's hard to tell. You know, that's a good question. Uh, it, it does say it fits all vehicles and 4x4s, even mud, sand, snow rescue. Uh, bog out is one of the ultimate off-road recovery kits available, but it doesn't say anything about the size. You would think that uh, uh, it would, uh, if you got up to 40s, it might be a problem. Oh, I see what it yeah. does. In the picture here, it wraps around the tire. So I see that. You would just not have as much uh, forward uh bog out so to speak uh so if the tire is bigger it's going to require more of the bog out to wrap around the tire so yeah. it would just be shorter where you could hook it up okay. to so yeah i, I can I can see how that would uh, fit well any tire. and i i'd also like to know how they're attached to that tree in the picture and where because how did they get it through the tree does that mean there's a <laughs> rope that un- disconnects and that's going to be your weakest link right so oh yeah how are they connecting it to the tree? That's it, my, anyway, I, I need more information. I'm about to check it out. Yeah, so I was going to say, uh, hopefully this uh, this information would be over there uh, available on Amazon. If it's not, you know, I bet you somebody's done a YouTube video on it. And they have then, to. And then you would, uh, you would, I love the YouTube stuff where you can go yeah. and look and see and, and watch and listen yeah. to people bitch about things that you thought were good. <laughs> or, or point out a really good item. Maybe this is yeah. really awesome. It's but, kind but, of, but it's really good eye on that thing too, because it's, it is around that tree and from, yes. the, from the picture and we'll have this picture in the show notes, folks. Uh, but in <laughs> the tree in the picture, you can't see the end. So it's like, how did it magically get on how, there? It's like yeah. some sort of magician act getting that, yeah. uh, that thing on there. <laughs> but yeah, good yeah. eye. Anyway, check that out. It's uh, the bog out recovery kit. It's a, oh, it's a twin pack. So you get two of them. 
well, there it, you go. It, it just went down. You could sell one, and then if you, if well, actually, you could sell one for two hundred dollars and get all your money back. But if you're <laughs> if you're a good guy, you could just uh, sell it to a friend for a hundred bucks. If, there if you they, go. If you get if they, if they give you fifty, feel, consider yourself lucky. Exactly. So now that you must have a bog out recovery kit for your own Jeep, we'll make it easy for you. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com and look for the link in the show notes for episode four seven one. Wendy, I want snow to be around the campfire now after you talked about uh, snow wheeling. Well, we should do that. We should just take our little campfire side chat to a snow area. We could build a little fire and have snow all around. You know, hot chocolate. You know, it's funny uh, with uh, the, and I, I know uh, nerdy stuff. I, I talk about Starlink from time to time, the, the SpaceX uh, internet uh, satellite system that they're putting up so that uh, there can be worldwide high-speed high internet. With Starlink, it would be possible for us actually to go out in the middle of the woods, uh, like on Gold Mountain or something, in the snow-covered, have a, can you have a campfire there, or is there, there's a tax for that, isn't there, in California? No, but there's some, there are some restrictions yeah. depending on the time but, of the but, year. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> actually set up in the middle of nowhere, and as long as we had enough uh, power to run the, 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 the Starlink uh, satellite uh, transceiver, we would be able to have a show in Ooh. the middle of the wilderness. Nowhere. It, that Ooh, is just like that. amazing to me. And uh, so, you know, we'll have to look into doing something like that, say, in the next uh, uh, two or three years, whenever the, all the Starlinks are up, or, or many more of them are, and uh, get one of those little things. They're not, they're not that expensive, and they are not very big. So uh, they literally could be moved anywhere. That would be a lot of fun. I mean, That would be fun. What out, an adventure. Out in the middle of nowhere. And mm-hmm. uh, we could even do video because it really is high-speed Internet. Anyway, wow. anyway, I just I, I digress, as I said before. So here we are at the campfire side chat, and this is where we in uh, <laughs> haze, if you will, the uh, the Zoom people, because we're going to bring them here and here in the chat. That we have several people sitting around the campfire, the virtual campfire, with us tonight, and uh, we are going. To, you know, talking about snow, we want to talk about. Uh, have you been snow wheeling, uh, and uh, what was it like? And I, th- I think you had a caveat to that, didn't you, uh, Wendy? Uh, was it mm-hmm. or any uh, any bad weather uh, situation? Yeah, yeah, or maybe bad weather if you don't have snow. Like for you, Tony, you you go through the water and you don't have snow, but you have a different situation down there. So, um, yeah, I'm sorry, I was I was thinking of something, but I it's really inappropriate, so I'm not going to mention it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it had to do with truck nuts and being cold in the water. So I said it oh, anyway. Dear. There you go. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, that would be fun, uh, Wendy. A nice YouTube video. You could get some tr- a set of truck nuts and put it on the uh, on your Jeep <laughs> and then uh, catch Bill's, uh, you know, glance at it. Of course, it'd be, yeah. it would be pretty, uh, it'd be pretty sad if he goes, I've been thinking about getting one of those, but I didn't think you'd be okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good turnabout. Anyway, uh, so tonight we're going to talk about snow wheeling. Have you been snow wheeling? And uh, if you haven't, maybe you're in an area where you can't go snow wheeling like me, uh, or uh, you uh, just haven't been, uh, just let us know what your uh, most uh, uh, adventurous, non-dry, I guess, uh, maybe weather-related. Uh, it could be fire. There's There's been a lot of fires in California over the past few years, and people have had to uh, drive through fires. So uh, snow wheeling would be the first choice, but if you don't have uh, a snow wheeling uh, story, uh, then uh, let's talk about uh, some other weather 
or uh, catastrophic event. <laughs> that's, that's not good. So let's go over to Greg. <laughs> Greg L. Greg, have you been snow wheeling and uh, how did it go? Uh, I think the closest I've been to snow wheeling is, is uh, I took my uh, boys out in the uh, local uh, abandoned department store parking lot and taught them how to do donuts just so oh, they could yeah. better handle the vehicle should they ever find themselves in a precarious situation very, on the road. When that's, it, very good that's idea. That's a great suggestion and good idea. Well, much of so, those uh, much of those incidents are like the 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 you're not familiar with it so it's just such a strange feeling so learning that feeling of being kind of out of control is really good yeah i mean you just got to learn how to ride it with the gas and and, and stay off the brake and, and and steer is really what it's all about and unless you experience that you have no idea what it, what, it, what it's like and so the best thing to do is just find a big large open parking lot and we had a a, a bit of snow here right before christmas and i took my son out he has a uh in his XJ, and we were out doing some, uh, uh, you know, I taught him how to fishtail and taught him how to drive a little bit on that, and we had some fun, and, uh, but I, I think it was, it was, it was fun to get out there and, and uh, do some donuts, but at the same time, it was more of a, uh, a lesson learned for him, so that way he could avoid himself having an accident should that ever happen to him when he's on the road well that last part is a good thing to tell the wife whenever you you're telling him <laughs> that you're, you're going out and have some fun did, hey, did son, you, let's go have some fun that's right did you, <laughs> <laughs> did you tell your son the yee high is optional right <laughs> <laughs> and if you guys if you guys uh, that aren't down south don't know or never seen a tv show that called the dukes of hazard it's like yeehaw so yeah that's a lot of fun we used to do the same thing actually i've got friends of mine that remember uh, me doing something similar but down here we couldn't do it in the snow so we did it out in a a a field in a car and you know only two wheel drive so you don't get much traction anyway it's all about speed you know you get enough speed and uh (laughs) you get across the field before you get stuck but yeah doing donuts in the field was uh, was a lot of fun so, Isaac, have you ever done any snow wheeling? And if so, is there an interesting story there? I have done a little bit of snow wheeling. Um, but due to living in the city, I was very, very limited. Um, the city to the south of us has like a community garden. And shortly after I bought my Jeep, this was like four years ago now, I'm looking at the YouTube video that I made. Um, it's got just, it was just like a gravel road through the, the gardens and the whole place was deserted. And of course I went there all by myself. So thankfully I didn't get stuck. It was probably about four inches of snow on the ground or so. That's just enough just, to get, you know, have some fun. It was, yeah. it was newer. I was newer to the vehicle. And so I'm like, Oh, I'm going to, you know, see what he can do. And I went out there and just, you know, did laps around the garden and cut through it in a couple areas where they had roads through the gardens and. I made it out fine, filmed the whole thing, and I didn't really, I mean, I, I like went through alleys and stuff in the, when I first got it, just to learn how to drive in the snow and stuff like that, but since I've, I'm now uh, well-practiced in driving in the snow, I don't really do much of just, like, for fun, because, like, oh, if I do get stuck, then I don't really want to have to call a tow <laughs> truck or something like that. 
you know, right. yeah, I was having fun, and then it cost me eighty bucks to get a tow when I didn't really need it. Yeah, yeah, but if so. but listen, if you go out with somebody else, then you don't have to pay for that tow. See, that's how that works. Exactly. Yeah, and if you <laughs> if you have to call your spouse uh, to come get you, oh no, you're gonna hear and about explain that what years. happened exactly. No, that's not good. That is not good. <laughs> you're supposed to take the spouse with you, though. That, there you go. That, that way, yeah. you can you can just listen to the the the, the carnage of the bitching up close. Yeah, she's she's get it, screaming. Get it oh done my now. God. I told you. I told you this was going to happen. We're going to wreck. <laughs> and I won't limit that. I say spouse because it could be either, either party. It's just most often it's That's women. That's so true. <laughs> most often it's women, but well, it, it could be either party. <laughs> yep. We actually did a little bit of snow. Well, because we, I live up in Wisconsin, so we've got snow now. And I wasn't shoveling out our driveway approach completely because every time the city comes by and plows, they just throw a new mound <laughs> yes. right there. Yeah. And so I would leave it flat so we didn't have the little dip. And our our daily driver, so to speak, right now is a Jeep Liberty. And we just had the front drive shaft reinstalled because the previous owner, for whatever reason, took it out. We're assuming the U-joints were bad. Oh, I was thinking MBG. So I, was ba- I was backing up and I got stuck in the snow. Oh, no. And I'm like, oh, we just got that front drive shaft installed. Let me just stick it in four-wheel drive. Well, I stuck it in four low, and we got out, and then I couldn't get it out of four low. <laughs> and so, yeah, then it's like, what did you do? Did you break it? I'm like, no, I'm sure I didn't. They said it was going to be fine, and uh, I had to turn the car off. And, and then when I turned it back on, I could get it out of four low. So I'm hey, assuming there was weird. some gear that had a little bit of pressure on it or something. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Been out of four low. <laughs> but they, uh, they call that an un- undocumented bit, feature. We had a deadline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they call that an undocumented feature. Let's move over to Chris. <laughs> yeah. Chris, uh, I, I think you joined us late. I think you were out getting a shave or something. You you have a nice, smooth baby bottom uh, uh, cheek there now. Uh, Wait so. a minute. What are we talking about? Hold on a second here. Did, we, did the show change? <laughs> you never know where the show's going to go. So, Chris, have you, have you ever done any snow wheeling? And if so, uh, how'd it go? I have. It's been 25 plus years. I was out in my red YJ, and uh, we were entering uh, off-road park maybe before they open, kind of breaking in, uh, admittedly, and drove across a fence, and I... Uh, Hooked my leaf spring and bent it oh, into a good no. shape of a V and kind of ended my day. No. I still need to drive home. So just parked it off the side road with somebody else. So, uh, yeah, it's been been a long time since I've done any serious snow wheeling. But uh, being in Michigan, you need plenty of fun on the road uh, when it does snow. Well, after yeah. that, why would you want to try it again? I mean, uh, so I, when you said there was a new park and you just want to try it out, I'm thinking illegal entry. And then when you said driving over the <laughs> fence, I'm thinking, yeah, illegal entry. So were you out there legally? Uh, well, eventually when they opened, we just we didn't <laughs> want to wait until they opened. We got, some, we got some strange looks when we left through the fence, though. Uh, they, they, they gave us some – it was actually a, a county park, so it wasn't uh, – you didn't have to pay anything. But, uh, yeah, we, we got some looks when we all rolled out. And my Jeep happened to be parked in the parking lot when they got there, so they, they were questioning that as well. So, Chris, I want to help you out. 2020 wasn't a great year. Twenty, I want your 2021 to be a really good year. So, if the store opens at 7 a.m., but, you know, you need something at 3, wait till 7. Don't, you know, just because it's going to open at 7, don't go in now. And that, that holds true for banks as well. Banks especially. <laughs> Will do. Thank you. Helpful tip from the Jeep Talk Show. <laughs> 
Well, and also <laughs> another thing to do is, is, is when you do wheel in the snow, especially if you're doing off-roading or crawling, it's very easy to break things because you tend to be a little heavier on that throttle. Well, you don't want you to tend stuck. To, you, you know, you're just trying to get through it or something. So I could see where it would be really easy to break things. So be careful out there, folks. Absolutely. All right, Wendy, we're going to switch over to the infamous infamous iPhone. iPhone, Ooh, whoever you iPhone. may be. <laughs> we thought it was Tammy at first, oh, but... Uh, that's I, me. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, there you are. <laughs> <laughs> so, can you tell us uh, if you've uh, done snow wheeling and uh, how'd it go? No, unfortunately, I've never done... The best snow wheeling I've had is being stuck on a highway going through the median. <laughs> oh, so. God. Were you that being chased? Fun. Is this a chase story? I love, I love the chase stories. Well, we'll we'll change the story to protect the innocent. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, good. Uh, so uh, let's see. Let's switch over. Oh, Travis is here. I thought Travis had lost his job since he was with us, but he reminded me that it was Tuesdays he couldn't attend. Thursdays are okay. So glad that you're still gainfully employed there, Travis. Travis, have you done some Working snow hard. Working hard. No, snow wheeling, yes. I've got multiple stories. I'm going to make them short and sweet. One, I do currently, or my Jeep is an automatic. That said, ice wheeling, I was coming down a road, downhill, slammed on my brake, not slammed on my brakes, I pressed my brakes, <laughs> realized I'm an automatic. I put my Jeep in reverse. I was in four-wheel drive slammed on the gas and avoided hitting vehicles wow that was one story i mean it was just it was something random i thought of i was like i'm not stopping i'm not stopping slam on my brakes i'm completely deadlocked yeah, i mean i'm sliding control. yeah right put my vehicle in reverse and hope to god i don't hit these vehicles in front of me Jeez. i was successful in that scenario uh but my best was again high school i've had my jeep forever and a day and this is me you know early mid 90s i'm driving my jeep with my buddy or my, i'm driving my jeep my buddy's driving his we're on a little road that no one's on and i'm doing completely fine he all of a sudden shoots off the road and how he avoided two trees blew my mind but he wow. slid right between tree between two trees ended up in a field and we ended up playing in that field all day <laughs> doing donuts like everybody else <laughs> you know little country road and we Here. had fun yeah. uh best story ever was when i blew out my vacuum hose on my yj and i was out there with a bunch of girls me and the other the same jeep driver that slid through two trees how i don't know but that was the best story when my jeep broke down i had beautiful girls trying to dig me out and it was impressive uh but i like you the know, snow it's it's few and far between but scenarios happen you figure it out and you've got a jeep you're good travis right. faking out running out of gas is a lot easier than faking <laughs> a vacuum hose coming off <laughs> much easier which is why i carry gas on the back of my jeep 24 7 <laughs> Well, you fix that, right? You, uh, you, oh, yeah. you actually that, uh, know how much gas you have solved. in there. That's great. And that my was... vacuum hose is solved. I've got, I've got, you know, uh, I just forgot completely the name of what I've got installed to eliminate you, the vacuum hose. 
the air lockers, not air lockers. It uh, is an air locker. The posi lock. Electrical, lock. electrical tape. Electrical <laughs> tape is, is it, yes. My posi lock and electrical tape. Yes. No, I'm thinking you put electrical tape to keep the hoses on. So yeah. let's let's jump over to JG. JG, any snow wheeling? Uh, and if so, any interesting story? Um, in a Jeep, no. Uh, anything, well, actually, it, it involved a Jeep. A uh, buddy of mine had a old Kaiser CJ5. And he, uh, the older sister, had a cabin up in Tahoe. So on the South Lake, as you go up, there's a... Uh, point where you can hit a either take a right or take a left and go you know nevada side or california side up the lake well the cabin was right there and that's that area is called the y and right next to the y is a ymca and it's it, back at that time it was out remote it was out in the middle of nowhere um so we were going up there we took our honda atcs up and we you know cut through the meadow and hit the hit the parking lot at the y which is just big flat and under the snow was ice, and we spent oh, my five hours spinning donuts. <laughs> How fun. And, it, yeah, on an ATC, it's kind of fun because, I mean, you're on it, you're stable, you're flat. You just sure. lean to hit the gas and just spin forever. Yeah. Mm. I, I wish I had enough property where I could have a, a four-wheeler. Not really a side-by-side, -side, but uh, I, I looked at a four-wheeler one time. My brother-in-law was uh, looking get a motor, getting a motorcycle, and... Uh, there's this 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 big, big honking huge uh, for um, uh, ATV, and it was it was eleven thousand dollars, and that was years ago. And I just wanted it, wow. and I, I I don't even have a half acre, so there was no place I could have put it. <laughs> I yeah. can't, can't even take it on the road. But boy, it was just one of the things you'd love to have. Now, forgive yeah, those, me. If, no, yeah. I was going to say, forgive me if I'm wrong on this, but uh, are, are is this your first time to our Zoom room? The Zoom yes. people. I welcome. thought so. Welcome That's and uh, have have the Zoom people been uh, behaving themselves? Or, uh, the, or has it deterred you from returning? No, no. It <laughs> sounds like my people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're they're a great group, but I uh, like giving uh, everybody a hard time. So, uh, yeah, thank you very much. And that sounds like it was a lot of fun. Let me uh, let's mm. jump over uh, to uh, let's see. We talked with Larry, who was the infamous iPhone, uh, yeah. and uh, Travis. <laughs> Uh, how about uh, Christopher? Christopher R., have you done any snow wheeling and any interesting stories along with that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, when I moved to Tulsa, I had a 20, uh, 2000 F-250. And, of course, being the biggest vehicle of your friends, usually they do dumb stuff and then I pull them out. Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, one year I went through... Uh, Tulsa hadn't had their their snow trucks yet to gravel the roads and stuff. So I honestly just went out to go help people get unstuck because I know people on the freeways and stuff, it was probably eight inches to nine inches of snow. Wow. And I knew a lot of people couldn't get home. And so I stayed up till like two o'clock in the morning one day going up and down this intersection that uh, that pretty much X's in the middle of Tulsa and was going and doing circles around that whole entire area and pulling people out. They were giving me money and I was trying not to take it from them, but they still were giving it to me. So I was just right. like, all right, it'll be my fuel. <laughs> yeah. And uh, How nice. had a car get high centered in the mall parking lot. That was kind of funny. 
Yeah, I was and, gonna, uh, I was going to ask if people were paying you, uh, that, and that, I think that's the general thing. We don't want to accept the money because you know we're doing. We weren't out there to make money. We we're out there to help right, people to help people. Uh, yeah. but, but it really makes people feel good uh, for you to take their money, and uh, <laughs> and so why not? Just curious. Do you, do you have a ballpark of what you made uh, that made that day? I made two tanks, and back then wow. I probably made like a hundred dollars. Yes. That's crazy. Six hours. <laughs> wow. How many? How many people do you think you uh, you assisted, or how many vehicles? Oh, probably twenty. That's good. That's good. Uh, good ratio so. there. So, yeah. now, so so now, if you're low on cash, you uh, look forward to a snowstorm. <laughs> oh yeah. Because <laughs> uh, there's a there's a hill, two hills here in Tulsa. In, inside the city where if it's iced over if you do not have four-wheel drive and even if you do sometimes it's really hard to get up um oh i've seen those videos the, yeah the grade yeah the, <laughs> the incline on it is so bad that you got to get a good run and start at it or you're pretty much stuck and, and then you you have the danger of uh, getting out of control because of ice and everything else and you're going fast so yeah that, yeah that just makes driving fun so, so usually everybody kinda, just drives really slow, start sliding, and then yeah. they get stuck. So then you just back up to them and pull them all the way up the hill. Yeah. It's, it's kind of funny up here in Big Bear when it snows, they have what's called the chain gang. And there are various people, different levels of experience, jobs, whatever. But they go out and they hang in those areas for people to put chains on. You will be amazed at how many people do not know how to put chains on their vehicles. I mean, we've seen chains on the wrong tires, all kinds of stuff. But those guys are making some pretty good money. They're not advertising, but people just want to pay, you know, to help. Hey, thank you. And let's oh, face yeah. it, if it's midnight or 10 o'clock at oh, night yeah. trying to get home and you don't want to get out in the mud and, or the snow. So, yeah, I'd pay someone to put them on. So, well, I don't kind know of if you guys remember, uh, fuel used to be very expensive. So, if nothing else, just getting paid for for fuel yes. is uh, is worth it. Yeah. And it. and it was a diesel truck, so oh. diesel was oh. like yeah. twice as much. I remember. I remember back when diesel was actually cheaper than right? uh, a lot than cheaper. Gas. Yeah, yes. it's so strange. A lot. So, so Wendy, you were talking about uh, people not uh, knowing how things work. I was really surprised. I was watching uh, uh, Celebrity Ghost Story, and <laughs> okay. uh, and. Uh, the, the person that will remain unnamed, a celebrity, was uh, they smelled gas uh, as part of a haunting in their, in their house. And they, they vacated the house. The gas was so strong. They vacated the house. And uh, they didn't call the fire department, but they called the handyman. Is that why Josh is not here? Yes. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. They called, they called the handyman to go out there and uh, fix the, uh, the gas uh, problem. And the handyman calls, up, calls him up and says, you don't have gas. <laughs> It's all electric. Oh, no. <laughs> so here's a man that didn't even know that none of the appliances were gas. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> so That's very sad. Uh, I, don't, I don't mean to, you know, <laughs> to poke at, but you really need to know things about how things work. And this Just yes. the basics, folks. No. So, so let's go to Mike. And in, in the quotes, he has Zen. And uh, I was wondering if, uh, Mike, can you give us an ohm? <laughs> what was that? You know, ohm, because you're you know, into Zen and the whole, I, I'm probably getting it oh. wrong, but ohm. Anyway, tell oh. us, uh, yeah, tell, there you go. Tell us uh, any snow wheeling. I mean, you've, you've got to have done some snow wheeling. Oh, yeah, definitely. I've, I've been, uh, I go to Big Bear a lot, so when I see the, the snow's up there, I'll try to get uh, a trail or two. Um, so I've been in a few and that's just 
beautiful scenery when you have the snow over the, yes. the mountains, stuff like that. So I usually try to take some good pictures, uh, whatnot. But uh, I tried going out uh, up this two weeks ago, but the, there was not enough snow that actually stuck. So I missed out. I know they got some more snow, I believe, Wendy. When did you guys get some more snow? Uh, yeah, it was the week? Monday after Christmas. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I know the uh, there's a road that we take, the Cajon Pass, that got uh, really bad in the <laughs> snow. So, so I had trouble getting home, so I actually got stuck. Uh, uh, up that hill, and I had to spend the nights at a friend's house. But uh, but yeah, you know, it's just every time I, there's snow up in Big Bear, I'm up there. <laughs> yeah, I can see that that would be a, a wonderful uh, place to go. I mean, it, it's wonderful when there's no snow. I can just imagine how uh, what they call it a winter wonderland. Whenever there's yes. uh, when there's a lot of snow, so many so many uh, uh, green trees, uh, evergreen trees up there. I, I bet you it just looks like uh, every Christmas show you've ever seen. So, yeah, it's like a postcard. So, um, uh, tell me this: is it uh, is it dangerous? Do you have problems getting into Big Bear whenever there's a, a big snow like that, or is it uh, the snow or, or the roads pretty clear? And then yes, it's all the people coming up that makes it dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> right, well, Mike? <laughs> people yeah. always do. <laughs> yeah, people that are that are on two wheel drives that don't know how to drive it, and mm. they're being stupid because they're going too fast. But they're getting great gas mileage. You know, that's. <laughs> Those vehicles are great for gas mileage. And uh, I guess, I don't know. I, I was thinking it might be good to have a, a vehicle that gets great gas mileage, but then there's a problem of uh, having to drive it. I just I really like driving my Jeep. I like sitting up mm-hmm. high so I can see things that are coming and see around me. And, uh, boy, just uh, the only thing I could uh, see having that would be uh, uh, low to the ground would not be uh, fuel efficient because it'd be some sort of sports car, a Corvette, a Viper, yeah. something like something that. Fast. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, I'm I'm much better off in a in a nice slow Jeep or a truck than I am uh, in something I can go fast in because I like to go fast. Um, Wendy, we talked about your snow wheeling. Um, yeah. I guess we should talk about mine. It's never happened. Uh, actually, yeah. actually, it did happen in 1974. Uh, and this was years prior. I had uh, gotten the go-ahead from uh, from my parents that I would not have to attend school if it snowed. So Ooh. in 1974, it snowed, and I did wow. some snow wheeling <laughs> on my 10-speed. I love it. <laughs> and it didn't work out well. <laughs> For you or the bike. <laughs> <laughs> it was still fun. I was laughing. I was having a great time. Yeah, it was so strange. I think it was actually 1973 that it snowed like in December, nowhere close to Christmas, of course. And then it snowed twice more in uh, 74, like in January and February. Wow. And it was so strange because this was like five inches of snow. So it wasn't like... um it wasn't like you know a smattering or a frost, right, if you will. Yeah, yeah, dusting. Call this it. was actually, a, and I've told this story before. Uh, my, my mom and I were listening to the AM radio. They were during the morning, and the 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 DJs were on, and they were talking about um, the snow because that was the big story for Houston. It snowed, and it was deep snow for for Houston. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were telling they they was a, a call in show. And uh, this lady called in and uh, was talking about making ice cream from the snow. Oh, and okay. Do you do that? Where you get you just go out and get the snow and you mix in the vanilla uh, vanilla extract and you basically have some edible uh, like ice cream type thing. 
Okay. Okay. Well, anyway, you can try that. We did that. But anyway, they were warning her, that's fine, but don't eat the yellow snow. Duh. And she <laughs> she did not know what they were talking about. Oh, no. And this was 1974, so it wasn't like they could say yeah. pee or urine or anything like right, that right, on, right. The, on yeah. the radio. So no bad words. And they were falling over themselves laughing oh so God. hard because... They couldn't say what it was. They knew what it was. She really didn't. So anyway, oh, no. this is a, a, a another Jeep Talk Show tip. Don't eat the yellow snow. <laughs> well, and I, I have a story to share about sure. snow. So something different, kind of a fun thing. Uh-huh. Um, so Bill's son, Matt, had a friend who had a pretty set up Jeep. And they decided this was a couple of years ago. We had pretty good snow coverage. They decided to go out on some of the regular uh, fire roads, and they hooked up a um, wakeboard, which is for the water, <laughs> by the way, yeah. for those of you who don't know. And they drug each other from behind the Jeep as fast as that Jeep could go, and they actually surfed the snow. So there you go. There's all kinds of fun things you can do and get, get yourself into some fun little things. So I love that story. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Well, you know, there's I bet you there's a lot of little sports things that happen that are just accepted now because somebody said, hey, I got this mm-hmm. uh, I got this board that I, uh, <laughs> I, yeah. got, I got this surfing board. Try Let's try it on the snow. Let's <laughs> do that. Yeah. <laughs> and then an uh, uh, Olympic sport is uh, it comes out of it. So it's, it's kind of cool. Yeah, cool. So we really want to thank our uh, our fellow uh, campfire attendees for being with us tonight. I'm glad you yep. guys had some uh, some great stories about uh, snow wheeling, and uh, boy, I, I look forward to doing that someday. Hopefully, it won't be uh, some horrible situation, and it just happens to <laughs> you know. <laughs> Texas has snow that oh, we're, the rest of yeah. us are in trouble. All this global warming and they oh no sorry we were wrong it's the it's, it's the new ice age and uh, ice age <laughs> and it happens all of a sudden like the the mammoths that were instantly frozen fifteen thousand years ago and with food in their mouth you know that, that that's now that kind of snow wheeling I don't uh, look forward to of course if I have a jeep I may be uh, I may be able to digest that food before I freeze to death so there's there's that <laughs> so <laughs> thanks for joining us here on the uh, the campfire side chat if you like to be part of the campfire side chat be a zoom people if you will uh simply uh subscribe to our newsletter jeep talk show uh, slash contact and you can uh, scroll down there and see the newsletter and you'll get a notification about uh, how to join the zoom meeting and uh, we normally uh record the show on uh, thursday nights around 10 o'clock so the uh, the zoom meeting starts about 9 45 p.m central time and you can get in there and you can have fun uh, chatting with the other uh, folks in the uh, the Zoom room, and we call them, actually, they're self-named Zoom people. And uh, so I think Chris actually came up with that name, or at least he was, yeah. the, he was the first I one that I heard the, say that. The, the founding member. Yeah, he was the, yeah, he was the chosen leader. So <laughs> <laughs> It's your fault, Chris. That's all right. So thank you very much again, and thank you for uh, listening to the show. Well, that's it for the show this week by fellow Jeeper. Until next week, be sure to check us out on Twitter. Yeah, Twitter's still a thing, and uh, we're on there. We post a picture or two every, every so often, and uh, there's actually quite a bit of chatter, chatter Jeep chatter going on there. So uh, check us out there. Just go to uh, Twitter and look for Jeep Talk Show. Jeep Talk Show. Not used for ice wheeling or getting out of the snow, but we'll <laughs> guide you through it. <laughs> Perfect. Podcasting since 2010.